the retargeting is that people that are okay i feel like in marketing people that are not interested can become interested like people that don't watch your video like these are real people like if we show your ad to 15,000 people um and 15,000 people are uninterested they don't even click on your video or watch it they could be interested later is the retargeting for people that are watching um half the video or half the creative or click on it and show a little bit of interest or is it the retargeting for everyone in the future and it's really in kind of segments how do you do the retargeting because i think that's something seriously important it can really harden up the results for your campaigns what how does that work for you we do retargeting based on engagement. So people who opened up, uh, so we use lead forms. We don't really use landing pages because yeah. we want to keep them on Facebook, right? Uh, that's actually the, the best way to get the results. Mm-hmm. We get the, the lead cost down that way. Um, the clients save money because we have like, so a lot of my clients do like $500 ad spend a month and we stay within those boundaries. Other agencies do like $1,000 in ad spend, which we think is absolutely crazy because we know what we're doing. Mm. So um, <clears throat> whoever opens up the lead form, whoever uh, engages with the ad, whoever watches the video, whoever clicked on it and didn't do any action. So we're, li- we're literally hitting everybody from every angle. Yeah. Um, when we're yeah. opening up lead forms, though, um, we can only target within a certain a- a- amount of days. We can't go more than 60 days. So that's the, <clears throat> that's the disadvantage. Uh, when you're doing yeah. a uh, a landing page, you can do up to like 180 days, I believe. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Have you have you have you? Tr- I don't I don't like landing pages. You just you're grabbing someone from somewhere that they that they trust and they feel comfortable, and you're taking them somewhere else where they feel like they're being sold. So I don't like landing pages. I think honestly, I think lead lead forms are 99 like 90 percent of the time they're going to do better, right? Um, and right. I think landing pages are only going to do well with people that are well known because you want to have so much details on your page, like um, probably like master classes and things like that, maybe, um, or events. Have you tested between landing pages and lead forms or not? Yes, I have. I actually tested between landing pages and lead forms. Uh, we got higher engagement on lead forms. Um, it's super easy because when they click on the lead form, their information is already in there. Exactly. So just like you said, it goes from a, a, a trusted environment to a non-trusted environment. Um, and I also seen really ugly landing pages because here's a really weird thing about this. The yeah. uglier the landing page, the higher it performs. Can you say that one more time? <clears throat> so the uglier the landing page, the higher it performs. <laughs> Can you explain that? It's like, it's, Can you it's, explain that? It's, uh, I, I don't know the psychology. It's like it's the total opposite because... I feel like us and us as, as, as marketers, we, we look at a page and it goes, oh, that's ugly. Nobody's going to opt in. Mm. And I've, I've actually done a test and I've done a test with really ugly landing pages and they've done better than the, than the landing pages that the doctors pay thousands of dollars for that are well-crafted, put together, super professional. Yeah. So I don't know the psychology yeah. behind it, but it, it's effective. <laughs> I, had, I once had a campaign running out for this home that we had. It was just listed. It was fucking beautiful. It was like 1.2 million, 1.3 million. And at the start, I was like, man, I can make a really nice landing page out of this. Because it's going to do well. It's a beautiful home. People are going to watch it. And it was the most amazing landing page ever. Tested between a lead form and a landing page. And a landing page had like 500 people go through. Not one person took any action. And a lead form would just skyrocket. So 
I don't know. For me, lead forms are the best, especially when you have a pretty good offer as well. Um, you look like you want to say something? Yeah, so <clears throat> when it comes to opting in, uh, your safe numbers should be about 10%. So for out of every 100 people yeah. that actually interact with the ad, uh, you should get at least 10 people that opt in. Yeah. Uh, anything yeah. above 13 or even 17 out of 100 is winning in my eyes. Yeah. You said you said if there's a hundred people that take look at your thing, ten percent should be, or is it people that sorry look at you or engagement wise? Can you say that again? So as far as engagement, so when people look at the ad, yep. they click on it. Yep. On, they click on it. Uh, they interact with it. They're looking at the offer. Yep. Um, a hundred people actually clicked on it. I'm not talking about reach, reach yep. or uh, impressions. Yep. I'm talking about yep. actual engagement. So out of those ten people, out of those hundred, there should be ten people. That's that's a that's a good a good uh, measure to go. That's by. mainly the result I get as well. That's and it, okay. it goes lower and it goes higher, but that's always where it's kind of at. And by the way, like in marketing, in actual marketing, in actual advertising, that's unbelievable results. Just letting you know, like that's actually incredible results. There's banners like all over the place. Um, there's a train station called Williams Landing in where we are. You're not going to know anything about it. Um, you're across the world. But um, there's a huge digital um, billboard on top at the freeway. And it's freaking huge. You can't miss it. But if people see it and they drive past, now what? It's the, the, or the branding is going to be amazing. Because the next time they see your Facebook page, it's, wow, I knew this business. But you can't click on that billboard and pull in your details. So it just makes it, um, I think, a lot of uh, money is lost there. Um, fuck, I had a really important question that I want to ask. Because I think we are low on time. It's been 17 minutes. What do you like about being in business? <clears throat> so what I like about being in business the most is the ability to help other people. So I used to be an Invisalign patient and my teeth were doing gang signs. They were in really, really bad shape. So I had treatment for over three and a half years. <laughs> I had treatment for over three and a half years and the transformation, Muhammad, it's it just like incredible. I went from like not being able to smile, not being able to show my teeth, uh, really like self-conscious, um, always smiling with my, with my mouth closed to like... Having the ability to really like smile and have confidence. Yeah. So what yeah. I do has a ripple effect. It literally has a ripple effect. The patients that I bring into the practice, right? They're changing their lives one by one. Mm. So this goes this goes further than money for me. This actually, I, like what I'm doing, I'm changing people's lives. They may not know who I am, the patients, because I brought them into the practice, but uh, the doctors know, and they're and, and the doctors are happy. That's amazing. So between that and having the freedom that I can literally, you know, um, <clears throat> do what I want when I want and, you know, take off when I want, that's that's a plus. Another plus is that I'm beginning to slowly fire myself from each position. So my business becomes 80% operational as far as with, with, with uh, personnel and then 20% I operate. Right. Do you like the operations part of it? Um, I actually really do love operations. Uh, I've done consulting for multi-billion dollar conglomerates mm. uh, and, I, and, I, and I built I built teams. 
Uh, so I do like the operational end of it. Uh, sometimes dealing with personnel and people, like different personalities, you have uh, there is a downside to that. But I genuinely love connecting with people. Like mm. speaking to you, like through a Zoom right now, I, I love it. I love connecting yeah. with people. It's 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 a it's a it's a part of what I do. What I do, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Would okay. I'm gonna ask this question, and I feel like I'm gonna backpedal just a little bit. I think that by the way, your your answer was actually amazing because I feel like the main answer people go to is I get a lot of freedom outside of business. Even though the question was, what's your favorite thing about being in business? The answer is always the freedom outside of it. So I love that. And you feel like you're bringing actual real value to those patients and you actually feel like you're helping people, right? Yeah, it's, 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 more, it's more than a feeling. It's yeah. knowing because mm. um, so, some doctors just think that we just set up these campaigns and then like I vanish, you can't reach me. I'm checking in with these campaigns, some of them almost daily, to make sure that everything is running the way it should be. And I'll have somebody from my team listen to the calls. And if something goes wrong on a call, I I will call them or an account manager will call the the practice and be like, hey, listen, like the call that you did was awesome. Maybe next time we should try this and we'll get a better result. Love it. So, so, okay. Okay, I like that because I I love analyzing the results and doing a lot of sales help with the people I work with because I think that's really important. I, I feel like a lot of people would do their part, but they don't want to do anything extra. Um, even though that's part of the business, a lot of people, I feel like in my opinion, they do what they want and they want to charge for everything else. Everything is an extra charge. Everything's extra. Everything's extra. But being actual helpful to the people you work with, I think that's honestly really important. Um, do you take a lot of time out to do phone calls and sales consulting and stuff like that? Because I love it. I actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So I take a lot of time out of my day to follow up with, 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 uh, with my existing clients yeah. to make sure that they're yeah. set up for success. Um, a lot of these doctors are busy, so it's a lot of like cat and mouse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, what I find is like doctors are very responsive in the very beginning, but they'll hand it off to somebody else in the office and then I'll, co- I'll be communicating with that person in the office. And they'll be they'll become my uh, point of contact. Right. So you're kind of seeing if you can appoint someone to speak with if they're not available, like if the pay, if the actual client is not available. Yeah, I'm on the onboarding call when I set when I set them up and start putting the software together and showing them how everything works and what to expect. I get the number of the person that works at the front desk, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I stay in close communication with the person at the front desk. I think that I, I feel like befriending the people at the front desk and keeping a close communication with them uh, that, that they like you, not that you're annoying, but hey, I'm just checking in, yeah. wanting to know how your day was going, you know, just, just like simple stuff, you know, they're stressed out, just follow up with them later, hey, uh, I, I heard your day was stressful, uh, my day was stressful too, you yeah. know, you always have tomorrow, whatever, because sometimes they, they, they just need a little bit of that motivation, and that's fine, like, I, I love talking to people, so. I think, I think, I think that's... I know that's not even part of it, like part of the business, but like that's, that's really nice because like I would work with someone and sometimes they would message me and be like, hey man, um, everything's going well or this and that and how are you doing? And I'm like, I, like, I actually want to talk to you. Like it's actually good that we're talking to each other and it's not just um, about business. It's just actually me trying to help you and you can help me hopefully as well. What's your, I wanna, I'm going to backtrack again. What's your business name again? The, the, the name of the business is called Vertical. Vertical. It's actually right behind me. Can you see it? You have a logo too. I love that. What's um what's the what's behind the name? 
<clears throat> so uh, the whole point of uh, vertical is like before you start with us, uh, you know, your, your, your results may be a little wishy-washy, but you end up going upwards. Ah, uh, we only go up. Uh, why the fuck didn't I think of that? What the hell? <laughs> My God. So if you look at the square, it's actually going up this way. Ah, it's pointing upwards. Yeah, well, let me move it. Here you go, guys. You can see that. Vertical. Love that. Love that. Um, I think that's good. I think, I think we covered a couple of things that I think can help a lot of people. To be honest with you, and thank you so much for joining me. But I'm not gonna end it yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you stay for a little bit more because I want to love it. I want to take advantage of this a little bit. Um, for anyone that's for anyone that wants to start a business, I th- and I you told me this before that you have a specific a specific time where you talk to people, where you, where you do business operations only. And even if your friends reach out to you, you don't take that call. You only do it at like lunch times or outside of that. Well, when did you start doing that and what made you start doing that? So it's, it's important to understand as, as a business owner, uh, if you are one of the driving forces behind the sales, because the sales is the lifeblood of every business. Everybody will tell you the same thing that, that knows what they're doing in business. Yeah. I reserve between the hours of nine and five specifically for production. And that's reaching out to clients, making sure that they're okay. Um, but of course, I'm doing my sales. I'm doing my follow-up. I'm doing my prospecting. Um, I have somebody also from my team that does prospecting and sales as well. And uh, when I take a lunch break, uh, Mohammed, I take like a five-minute lunch break. And I'll be on the phone. And then when I'm done, I'm like, all right, I have to go. I got to go right back to work. Just pure, pure productivity in that, in that um, eight hours. Right. And then, the, then there's times where, you know, the day could be a little hectic, a little, a little overwhelming. Um, and then I'll just go for a walk. So I'll take the time that I need sometimes because I feel like sometimes you'll have to go outside and clear your head a little bit. But when, when I work, I really put the pedal to the metal. Yeah. Yeah. I want to um, ask you. So for me personally, I'm... I get unbelievably productive in in spots, in spots. Like, let's say I have a phone call with someone, and I and I actually look. I have an actual job. I I have a job, and I run business as well. Um, and I, obviously, I would love to grow that for that to go full time, and kind of walk away from that piece, and then really work on this. Um, and obviously, that, that it's a lot of work to be done when you have two things. But mainly, when I'm taking phone calls, it's around like two p.m. on my lunch break at work. Right, because I literally can't take phone calls um, when I'm when I'm working. Um, when I'm doing that, I'm working in spots around when I'm home around six p.m., six thirty p.m., and like eight, and that's pure work. But there's days where I'm like, I check my phone maybe a little bit too much, and I make up for it on the weekend maybe or later on. But I just think I can do so much unbelievably more work, obviously, if I really hone in on that time. Is there anything mindset-wise that you had or you do that helps you with things like that? Just that pure work effort in, from 9 to 5. How is that? One of the biggest driving forces between uh, me understanding that I am wasting time or being productive uh, is you ask yourself, is the action that I'm taking bringing me closer to a new client or a new sale or is it not? Mm. So what I do is sometimes I'll find myself getting, getting stuck and maybe uh, answering a text message that I don't need to answer at that moment. 
And I'll ask myself, is this a waste, this is a waste of time? This is a waste of time. Let me get to something that is productive. Right. So you always got to ask yourself, am I moving myself closer or further from the next sale? I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins as well. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like for me, I have to, do you listen to Tony Robbins or no? I, I, I've heard of him before. Uh, I've, I've heard, heard of him listened to him before, before, but not specifically nothing at all. So Tony Robbins is the man. If you listen to any of his stuff, um, his stuff can literally snap you out of, out of a funk. Mm. So there are times where, you know, I'll get stuck in a negative rut. I'll listen to Tony Robbins. Um, I think it's really important that we have to be careful of the shit that we listen to. The news, shut it off. Um, Anything negative, like negative friends, don't speak to them. Uh, I like to be around positive people. Mm. But I'm also a realist too, right? Things are going to happen. Clients are going to screw you over. People are going to piss you off. So um, I think that mindset uh, plays a critical role. And I like to take motivational baths every single morning. Right. So the, there's this practice, uh, not a practice, but it's more of a routine by Tony Robbins. It's called priming. I literally prime every single day. My day does not start unless I prime. It sets me up for the day and it sets me with my best foot forward. Uh, and it really starts with that attitude of gratitude. I want to ask you really quickly in one to two, three sentences, what is priming? So priming is uh, you wake up, uh, you, you, you get into like a physical action, yep. and then you think yep. about three things that you're grateful for, right? E- each one, you step into everything one by one. Mm-hmm. And then you think mm-hmm. about three goals you want to achieve, and then um, at the end, he'll have you do like a, a motion or something to pick up your energy to get you ready for the day. Yeah, that works for you. Absolutely changed my life. Wow. Changed my. I'm actually going to see Tony Robbins uh, in July wow. in Texas. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go see him. So love it, love it, man. Love it, love um, it, man. This um, was really good. This was this is really nice, actually. You know what? It's actually not awkward at all with you for some reason. I'm not saying it's ever awkward when I'm talking to people, but you're like really normal to talk to. Like you're just, it's cool. You know what I mean? That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I, I try to be as pers- I try to be as personal as possible. Yeah. Uh, I am weird in my own way, yeah. but like I said, yeah. I, I really love connecting with people. Even like when I when I speak to doctors that don't end up moving forward with me, mm-hmm. I still like to have genuine conversations. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have it's to be. Not, it's not all about the money. It's not all about the money to me, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all serious and businessy and. You can have a little bit of fun with it and have both at the same time, which is why I'm going to end it with these couple of questions, okay? Fire questions, really fast. One to two, three words answers. That's it, okay? They're not going to be about business, by the way, okay? <laughs> and this is going to be open and be like, what the fuck? Why is he asking me this? <laughs> um, your favorite color? Blue. Really? Like this kind of blue, like a light blue, like a sky blue. Uh, so I like, uh, 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 this shirt is actually blue. Can you see it? Like a navy kind of thing? Yeah, it's a navy blue. My car is like an electric blue, the car uh, I drive. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, your favorite number? Seven? It would look like you guessed that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what it is? People, people say seven, everybody says seven. Yeah. So They say it's lucky, but that's some bullshit, I think. No, no, seven is my lucky number. Oh, really? Okay. What do you want me to say, 666? Huh? What do you want me to say, 666? <laughs> don't I'm say that shit, man. Don't say that shit. Don't say that. Everything shuts down. Um, shuts down. I want to ask you, um, 
if you okay if you could go to mars okay i'm fucking have to completely change of mood if you could go to mars um right now everything's paid for with your family and you live there on your own and you get taught everything everything how to stay there how to eat how to make food would you go and you can't come back I would go and then never come back. I I don't know. I that, I'm very I'm undecided. I need more I need more information to make a decision like that. <laughs> mm. Is there any point do you think in your life that you will that you would? Uh no, I do love to travel though. So okay. um if if the question was more formed around like traveling, I probably would say yes. Okay. Would you go to a cave and stay there for the rest of your life if <laughs> if they can teach you how to grow food and stuff like that? No, I would not do that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. That was a shit-ass question. Uh, would you go to the moon? Uh, go to the moon? Maybe. Uh, do I have the ability to come back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. You would? Love it. Uh, um, any, any tips? I want to take it more seriously a little bit. That was, that was terrible. I need to work on the questions like those because I want to do that a lot because I think it's going to be lightens up the mood. It might be good to do it at the start of the call maybe. Um, Question, and this is the last question. I'm going to let you go because I know you'll have to go somewhere. Um, any tips to people that are the wanting to get into business? Anything that you're like, guys, this is the mindset that you should go into it with. Um, this is what I think you should be doing. Just think of this before you start. Everything for everyone. It doesn't matter what niche, just in, in general business. Any tips that you can give for someone that's starting? Like, like a business owner? Someone that's starting that wants to be, someone that wants to get into it and he has his own idea. It's like, oh, okay, I want to start this. How do I start? Well, is there any tips to mindset or processes or something like that that you think you can help with? So, so that's a, actually a really good question. Yeah. Uh, my mentors have always taught me uh, to stop overcomplicating things and take action. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't take like small action. Take massive action. Expect to fail because you're going to fail. Um, so people, they start business and they, they expect, uh, two things. They expect people to bust down their door for your product. That's never going to happen. Um, there's no such thing as overnight success. So to the outside, it may seem like, you know, I run a successful agency. I have a lot of doctors that I work with. I'm doing awesome results, but, uh, people often get rewarded, uh, for things that they do for years in private. Mm. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Makes sense. So I, I have I have been doing this for years. Like I I've, I've I busted my behind. I failed a lot. I blew a lot of money in advertising and my own money, yeah. like thousands of dollars in like Google AdWords. Because at first I didn't really understand it, and that's how I learned it by spending my own money. They call it a, a Google stupidity tax, <laughs> and I and I paid it, and it was a high price to pay. But I did learn a lot. Uh, my point is, if you're going to get into business, expect to fail. Don't expect quick results. Um, in order for you to be good at anything, especially like doing demos and doing sales calls, you have to do at least a thousand demos, I believe in my heart. Um, and it's going to take months before you get it together. Don't expect quick results. Don't get sold on a dream that like, all right, in, 30, in, in a month I should get this together and I'll be making big money. Uh, that's one thing. The second thing is have a purpose bigger than money. Mm. If you have a purpose yeah. that's just about money and it's just about yourself... Uh, when a bad day hits, uh, you know, when, when, when bad things start happening, uh, it's going to be real easy to let you down. 
So if you have a purpose that's bigger than money and bigger than yourself, whether it's your kids, your wife, um, you know, uh, your, your parents, or you know, getting married, if you have a purpose that's bigger than yourself, when adversity strikes, you're not going to be so quick to, to, to get down. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be easier to push through that adversity. Yeah, realistic. Yeah. Being realistic. Yeah, of course. I think I think that goes back to a little bit of who you listen to because there is a lot of people that are like, um, work hard really now and you're gonna make one million in six months. Like, okay, what if you don't hit one million in six months? Then what? You're gonna be like freaking demotivated. Just stop gonna you're gonna think business is fake. You're like you're you're not gonna like it anymore. But if you say I'm gonna make a million in six years or five years, and you really start being consistent and really work hard for the next six years, there's a more higher chance that you're gonna do well. Mate, how do I say your name properly? GJ. GJ, love that. Um thank you so much, my man. Yeah, thank you. Like for just taking your like like I made my post and you just posted then saying I'm in. Like, I love that shit. And then booked it up. It was really hard to book this shit. <laughs> but we made yeah, it happen. Because, it, because of the time zones. Like, uh, what time is it over there right now? Mate, it's freaking 10.30 a.m. right now. Okay. It's nine. It's nine. It's 8.38 uh, Eastern Standard Time over here in New York. <laughs> I can see it getting dark too, man. All right, man. Yeah, it's all right. You're going to have to quit, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for taking your time. Good talk. It was actually really nice talking to you. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to stay in touch with you. I'm going to keep sending you texts like once a week, seeing where you're at. I hope everything's doing well and things like that. And I would love, I would love to do it again another time. And we can really go into um, some processes and things like that. Maybe an update on how you're going. Um, maybe a change if there is. Um, that would be amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome, man. Take care. Take care, man. Have a good night. Yeah, take it easy. See you, mate. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, podcast. Sorry for cutting you off. Um, this was the second episode joined by my man. Um, and thank you for listening. I hope you brought in some value on the process, business, starting out. Uh, ask some stupid questions as well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone's doing really well. And you guys have an amazing night or morning if you are in Australia. Thanks, everyone.